So, Berto, we just had our very first live event last weekend. That's right. How do you feel about it? Dude, it was amazing. It was so humbling to see all those people listen and travel for something they care about. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was that moment you and I were were sort of uh, thinking, all right, let's. what do we do to come in? And we made up this little silly skit where we would pretend to be outside and then... And then we'd run in. But in my mind, I was imagining, you know, a few people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was being too pessimistic. It was like well, no. 10, 15 people. No, no, no. <laughs> we, I, you know, it was five minutes. So the, the show started at three. And it was five minutes before three. Mm-hmm. And someone, we were in the green room. We had no idea who was in the room. And someone came to us and said, yeah, it's about a third full. Right. I, I even said something like, so is, is it about half full? Right. You know, I was kind of hoping. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, may, maybe more like a third, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, oh. Now, now was she um, purposely sandbagging you or? Um, no, I no. no uh, everyone so arrived. Really only- yeah, everyone arrived <laughs> right second. Yeah, at the last second. Wow, which is typical, typical for yeah. shows like that. And so, so that's why I right. actually built it into into the program that we would start at like three ten. Right. And so at three ten, we we enter the room and the place is not only full but like standing room standing only. Standing room. And then later, <laughs> I learned that people were turned away right. because there weren't any seats. So how many people were there? I don't know, uh, like seventy to a hundred. I I can't really. Yeah, estimate. it had to be like because I, I was trying to do the the mental count in my head. There were m- at least five people per section of row, and there were two rows or two sections. Yeah. So it's like at least 10 people per row. Yeah. And there were at least 10 rows. So it was like yeah. at least 100 people. Right. And then there were people in the back and the side yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And so now compared to other podcasts who get tens of thousands of people, you know, like This American Life or, right. or TBTL or it's stuff. peanuts. Yeah, it's peanuts. But it doesn't matter, dude. It's but, so great. But when I was... <laughs> Fairly certain that, you know, 30 people, probably, you know, because in your head, yeah. you're always like, maybe thousands of people will come. And then in your mind, you're like, well, really, I only know about 10 who are coming. <laughs> and so, you know, let's be right. real. Uh, it's probably best case scenario, 30 people. That would have sucked if a thousand people showed up since most of them would have had to. Be. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Bye-bye. But anyways, it was so amazing. So we walked in. I couldn't even absorb everyone because I was just like, yeah. Whoa! Well, and there are a lot a few of people. Faces. Yeah, there are a lot. There are a couple. There are a few, more than a few. But like, as we're running around right. the room, I, I recognized right. maybe one or two people as the blur of faces. But most of them, I had yeah. no. And and at a, and I had this flash thought: like, did they think they were coming to something else? Because I don't recognize these people. Like, <laughs> why are they here? Anyway, that way, maybe you're in the wrong room. Yeah, that would have been funny. We start. We're like, this is exciting. So many people. So many of you came. Anyways, welcome to the psychology. And, wait, wh- where are you going? Yeah, <laughs> we thought this was the 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 bake sale or something. <laughs> so let's talk about that today. What do you say, Berto? Let's do it. This is the Psychology Inside Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I sell whiteboards to universities. We, uh, during the last, so people have been asking, uh, so, you know, like I've been talking to people in the last few days, and they're like, sorry I couldn't make it, you know, this or that, or, you know, sorry I couldn't get in because there weren't enough seats and I had to go away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but I'll just listen to it. Mm. But but here's the thing, uh, although I kind of recorded it, I didn't plan on posting it, so it's just like a really low-res recording, plus... 
I purposely made the event a visual event, you right? Know, because I I I, I didn't want to get up there and just do a podcast in front of a crowd. That's that's kind of boring, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so I, there are visuals that you wouldn't get if you're just listening to it, <laughs> right? If you if you just listen to the audio, you'd be I, I imagine half the time you'd be like, I don't get what's happening. You'd have to at least on the YouTube side, pair the photos with the audio. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like, look at this photo. Right. Here you see, as you can see. Right. (laughs) Right. So, so, and I, I, well, what do you think? Do you think that's a good idea? Was was that a good move to try to make it a visual entertainment based? Oh yeah. I think the reactions were really positive. Yeah. Afterwards, there were people like, Oh, that was really entertaining. Yeah, know? yeah. And I think people had really low expectations. I, sure. And I would too. I'd be like, but oh, I, well, it's a podcast. I think blah, they blah. would have enjoyed it even if it was just the two of us up front sitting, talking. But I think they, there was so much more there and, and I yeah. think it made it more dynamic and more personal to be able to show some some images, talk about them, and get the crowd involved, all that stuff. Right. We talked about our childhoods. We showed yeah. pictures from our childhoods. We did little skits, right? We, and Rebecca drew, you know, all that yeah, stuff. There was like Pictionary. It was a lot of crowd involvement. We, right. we we gave out a lot of swag. We gave out awards. You sang a song, which That's was right. amazing. That was fun to do too. Yeah, that was amazing. You know, in my head, I asked you. So I asked you to sing a song a while ago, and it was sort of like, "Do you want to sing a song at the thing?" I'm like, yeah. "Sure." And I thought. You would pull some song of yours from sure. the, from your archive and and sing you know some song and and I thought that the audience would be amazed at your talent and would be like, "Well, he can sing too blah 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 it's right. interesting and then I don't know maybe a week ago or something, I think I asked you, mm-hmm. so what song are you going to sing or something you're like, "Well, I wrote a song." Right. And, I, and I was like, "What do you mean and he's and you're you're like oh it's a it's a song, don't worry about it <laughs> and, and I'm like Okay, so this could be either awesome or terrible. And so... (laughs) An untested new song. (laughs) Right, so in my head I thought, well, I bet you he wrote a song and wrote lyrics specifically for this event. Right. (laughs) And in my head, I I think I just landed on a probability that it was going to be really cheesy. Yeah, like a little singy song thinking about the podcast. This is a podcast about psychology, and here I am. You know, I thought it'd be just something (laughs) like that, and, but it, man, it, when I, when you were singing it, it just gave me chills. The the lyrics, (laughs) you have a good way of turning a phrase that, is interesting but also fits the situation and in a big way which i think i told you uh is the song is almost like a theme song forever for the it's our song yeah right well that's that's what i did i um the way it started is i was sitting at a lunch and this waiter brought over some uh food and it included uh fries and so i in my head, I sang, they brought some fries to the table. And I was like, hmm, what's that? Okay, maybe I'll... And that's how I started writing it. I'm like, oh, maybe I could use that to uh, to write a song for the podcast thing. <laughs> and then that turned into Fools. And then that turned into like, okay, oh, I think I can... I think I'm going to talk about us, about like a little bit of the, the story or something, you know? Yeah. And then it was really fun to... to um... But I still wanted it to be a pop song, you know, so three minutes, you yeah. know? Two courses, the bridge, you know that. Well, one. it has 
the classic Umberto structure. That's right. Which is a, a you know verse chorus, verse chorus bridge, verse chorus, then extendo chorus. And that's one thing I actually did, which I don't normally do, which is. I don't usually do a verse after I've done the bridge. Okay. But this time it felt appropriate because... A breakdown. Yeah, exactly. So, But yeah, you, you, and I was like, oh, we're kind of in the... Um, and you've done it with Plastic Poly too, but uh, when we were in a band together with Missionary, uh, what was the song we always ended with? Uh, uh, Aquarian. Aquarian, but also like uh, Let It Let It Go or... Let it go was with uh, yeah. Anyway, there were are Aquarian, but also uh, anyway. I just remember you have songs where you we used ha- to end with "Let It Go" with with Shun, I think, and yeah. you have an extendo ending to that song, right? Right. Yeah, it's sort of like right. a jam ending. It's like a song you write to end the show with. Oh, and with like with Plastic Polly, we end with. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, the last hurrah. Uh, what it was it called? I don't know the name of the song, but but you and then we do an extended jam at the end. But you, yeah, it's like you kind of land on a on a root chord and and it's sort of a jam space where you yeah. can vocal and drums yeah, yeah. and guitar and stuff. Anyway, so I was like, oh, you got that. But anyway, I loved the metaphor of two fools dancing on the, a needle. You know, right. and those in the know know you're talking about space needle, but it's also kind of I'm guessing like a metaphor of like. The precariousness of a podcast. Yeah, I mixed several things there. Like, there's that uh, famous thing about how many angels... And our heroin addiction, of and course. And our heroin addiction, yeah. How many angels can fit on the on the head of a, of a needle? Oh. Do you remember that? No. It was sort of one of these um, unanswerable things that a philosopher would ponder. It's like, how many angels would fit on the head of a needle? So, it's just a saying that doesn't have that much meaning to me, but it's something that I've heard all, all my life. But then I was picturing that, and I was thinking, uh, like, the, in the chorus, I'm, I'm addressing this idea that empathizing with someone else's head is sort of tricky. Like, it's not, because we can't actually inhabit the other head. Oh. But a lot of what we do when we do this podcast, and I, and I suppose when you do psych, psychology, is you sort of try to empathize with others feelings and experiences and things so i was saying you know it sort of takes fools to do that mm. and fools in the good sense like you got to be willing to open yourself up and mm. and be a little goofy and be a little like uh non-standard and stuff like that. and then and so then coupling that with then we are all fools dancing on the tip of a needle that was yeah a very kind of visual thing and at first my very first thing was like we were talking on the needle and that was very literal, but then I so I, I got a little more metaphoric with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the visual in my head of like these two fools dancing right. on the space needle, and just like I just love yeah, that. It's I kind of neat. <laughs> I, you know, in my head, I'm like when when one when the when the last of us dies or something, and there's a you know the the final. A website post or something is <laughs> just like someone draws a picture of you two, know, fools. two two idiots sort of like you know and the, the sun setting and like you know oh. forever dancing on the needle someone's got to draw that <laughs> by the way um should i start i think i'm going to start a music therapy session but or um thing i won't even be licensed but every session i just sing that song to people yeah yeah, yeah. and i tell and you them say that. well this is about you and me yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, honestly, I got chills, uh, with, with, with the song, um, and, you know, it was very, a lot. 
fun to do. Thanks for the opportunity. It was really good. It yeah, was very fun to do. Yeah, we'll do. And I, I told you, I, you know, I think we should actually. Oh, we'll f- record it. Formally record yeah. it. Yeah. So, so we could share it with everybody. Oops. Um. So yeah, uh, I want to thank everyone who came, uh, and as I posted on Facebook, I can't tell you. Alberto was sort of talking about this. Can't tell you how awesome it was to actually meet fans of the actual fans of the show you know we've been doing this podcast for nine and a half years and we i've been emailing so since we began there's been a slow uh i don't know exponential growth in the amount of uh, emails i get and comments i get and so you know i've i've communicated uh and maybe even over the phone occasionally at times you know for consultation or something and but it's always like one on one and sort of you're in another town and it's a you know a distant voice or a distant email or something disembodied if you will it was one thing that's one thing but then this of uh, this weekend we met face to face oh and the other thing is is i've i've met face to face people who have listened to the podcast but they're students of mine or friends of mine or family members and maybe they became fans and they listen all the time but to me it's like well you know you're just being nice because you're a friend or you're a student or you know it, it's not you're not a person off the street who just randomly found me right. you know what i mean and and so this weekend was and we were talking about this you said maybe you met one random fan a long time ago but really for the first time it, for right. the two of us we finally met actual fans who found us randomly and aren't connected to us yeah uh, whose only reason for coming is because they actually enjoy and get something out of the right of the show right they're not yeah. friends they're not family they right. they only know us through the podcast although we paid them off but that's a yeah exactly <laughs> um and so not only just meeting one of them but to meet like a whole know, bunch yeah a whole bunch of them <laughs> like when we, at the end of the thing you said yeah and if anyone wants to take pictures Again, I don't know why I'm so pessimistic. I was thinking like, oh, we might get one picture out of it. Well, what I was hoping was at least one, you know, but in my head, I'm like, well, no one's going to want to take a picture with us. And then we had like this long line. (laughs) Yeah. It just kept coming and coming. By the way, I've posted all those after podcast photos on our Facebook Psychology Seattle page. I've seen all those. Well, I just did that. So uh, go there. If you you were one of those people who took a picture with us, there's the place you could download. Um, yeah, and it was just overwhelming to meet them and then to learn that so many of them were some for, it seemed like most of the fans who came to the podcast were not from Washington state. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of Californians. I mean, to me, I thought, well, surely the Seattle fans will come in, in droves, right? right? Because they're, they're so close, right. but most of the fans were not were, were ex- external. Yeah. yeah, it was like two from <laughs> Canada, uh, Philadelphia, Maryland, uh, multiple from California, Michigan, Michigan, Oregon, and Ireland. And Ireland, of course. Um, you know, prophets are not prophets in their hometown. <laughs> What's that mean? You know, the if you, oh if right right, if you're right. a prophet back in the old days. You probably had to travel because in your town they're like what. You're yeah. just Bob. You don't know what's coming. Right. But you go to another town. <laughs> like, whoa, how do you know that? <laughs> right. Uh, all the Seattleites know we're just regular yes. Joes. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And and so yeah, that was overwhelming just just to just to be like, oh my God. Like we knew I knew about a couple people who were flying in, right. which was already a huge 
honor. Actually, right. I, I only, well, no, actually, I'll take that back. I only knew of one person who was actually flying in, and that was Lyndon. FPL. Because okay. he, he was actually going to be in the show. And I was it was like, great meeting him in person. Right. That was so good. Yeah. We shared some very, oh, and thanks for the bottle of uh, Irish whiskey. Thank Spe- you. Speaking of, uh, here is your most confusing Umberto Post award awarded to Umberto. <laughs> the most confusing Umberto Post goes to Umberto Castaneda for the Two Roads Divergence. Those are really well-made awards. Yeah, these are impressive. They're like laminated. and He took his time. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? It's hilarious because it's got the... Um, it's got the little pattern that I <laughs> I made this so long ago. This yeah. little icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He somehow like photoshopped that. Or yeah. Something. I mean, yeah. I got the pattern in Photoshop. So I used like the mosaic format or whatever. Yeah, it's funny because of the symbols <laughs> and the logos, because you made that logo like prob- I mean, probably in '09 or '08. Yeah, yeah, like nine years ago. Yeah, and I remember thinking. Uh, every once in a while, I'm like, well, of course we're going to update that. But every right. time, I, it's just like, no, I think I, I don't think you can come up with a better logo. It was sort of too perfect. It was sci and psychology and space, you know? And yeah. It was like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, every, uh, once, in a, every once in a while, you manage to pull something off. Right? <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so what else can we say? Um, then after the show, we went to a bar and had, had some beers. Right. And interacted with oh, everyone. Oh, that was fun, too. And, and I was saying happy birthday to you. Oh, I know. Because it was my birthday the, the very next day, actually at midnight that evening. Yeah. I um, I loved doing the rounds. So I, I was like a little hummingbird. You know, yeah. I would go to each one of the sections and buzz for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I was always sort of welcome in each one of the stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very nice. Yeah. Um, and so many people bought me a drink. Really? Yeah. Well, that explains it. Which is the whole... Yeah, that's true. The whole reason why I started this in the first place was to get people free, to buy me free, free drinks. drinks. Free booze, yeah. Um, that was funny during Rebecca's drawing game and you, oh you said God. bicycle. That was hilarious. Uh, so, <laughs> well, because... Well, let me explain it. Yeah. So, so, Rebecca Bloom, who's been on the podcast before, she's an art therapist and right. she has this amazing ability to draw while blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And so people would come up from the audience and tell her what to draw, and then she would blindfold herself and she would draw, and people in the audience were trying to guess. That's right. And the very So someone comes from the audience, tells her to draw something. It was Anita. Yeah, <laughs> Anita did it. And then you're like, okay. And so she, or no, she's like, okay. So she blindfolds herself, and she's just about to draw it. And then you said... When, and I joked, sorry. Before I said it, I joked. I said, oh, I, I heard that. But of course, I didn't hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I say, "Is it a bicycle?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, and Rebecca kind of had to do this mental calculation because yes. in her head she's like, "Oh my god, he just randomly guessed it, <laughs> but he doesn't know it. He he's he thinks he's joking. <laughs> so should I draw the bicycle and then just you know keep going, or what do I do? I it, and I was." still trying to manage the event you know i'm right. still i'm thinking like where are we in the schedule and everything <laughs> so i see her so lift I, her little eye flap yeah and she looks at you and she's like it, that that's that right. yeah she sort of said it quietly yeah, like that, that was it that was it you just guessed it and i'm thinking she's joking she's yeah. messing with me yeah so I'm, i say like ah you know like i'm just laughing and she's like no i'm like are you wait are you serious yeah like yes like what yeah <laughs> So yeah, it was the ESP talking. 
And it was great when when I did my gripes of wrath, and I uh, the the patrons who came up were awesome. That's right. We, we had Emily and Maite. Oh, yeah, you did the and 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 Howie <laughs> the walking on the sidewalk uh, reenactment. Yeah. At yes. that point, I didn't know who they were. I only knew who Maite was, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize the other two people were hardcore. Uh, patrons who had actually, you know, come from uh, far away. Uh, oh. Emily came from far away, right? But anyway, um, so yeah. So let me actually just sort of throw out some of the some of the people who I remember coming. Yeah, it was Lyndon from Ireland. We got April from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Remember April and, yeah. and her? Partner. Oh yeah, they were great. Uh, Maite from California. Although April, or more specifically, her boyfriend thinks he can come on here and tell us about the Jar Jar Darth. Darth Jar Jar theory, right? And I'm looking forward to. Ugh. So we've emailed already, and they're going to. They're from Vancouver, BC, which yeah. isn't that far from Seattle. And so the next time they're down here, we'll we'll go over the Jar Jar theory. Uh, Susie from Whittier, California. We had Emily from Philly, Hallie from Lake Stevens, Sierra from Seattle, uh, Yunji from Eugene, uh, Emily from uh, Philadelphia. Uh, did I not say that? Yeah, I said that. Oh, Emily you said from that. Philly, yeah. Uh, Serenity, Jackie from Seattle, Beth from Olympia, Dakota, I think from the area, Krista from Vancouver, BC. She she's the animator for Rick and Morty. <gasps> oh my gosh, she is my hero. <laughs> she sent us her Rick and Morty reel, which was yes, hilarious. It was real good. Uh, Rachel from Federal Way, Kylie from Redmond. Uh, Liz and Nate from Michigan and Matt from California. If I if I've left out anyone, Brittany, I remember Brittany being there. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. And then and so those are just the fans. And then of course we had friends and family yeah. who, who came as well. We had the unpopular culture people come. Oh yeah, Jane and Corey. Uh, we had uh, A. A. Ron and and Christy and That's right and Jessamy and um, Laura. Matthews has been on the podcast before. She was there. Angie or Agnieszka. A- A- Agnieszka, Katie. Uh, Which, Anita. by the way, I was so embarrassed because I didn't see her while we were doing the show. Oh. Even though she was like in the second row and yeah. right next to someone that I did see. Yeah. And so later at the bar, I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? You're so, uh, this is so great to see you. You missed a great show. <laughs> and she looks at me like I'm speaking in gibberish. It's like, what are you talking about? The show was today. Did you not know? And I, like, I'm thinking she's saying that I don't know what I'm talking about because she didn't know about the show. And she's like, I was there. I saw you. I looked at you. I was in the second row. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I did. That was funny when uh, I sa- I was like, okay, so Berto, um, I need you to make a shocking face, like you're surprised, <laughs> right? And I'm like, so you know, what what could I say that would surprise you? And then someone in the audience says, "You're funny." <laughs> that was hilarious. It was quite shocking. Yeah, um, we announced our two thousand dollar patron funded donation to the Pet Finder Foundation. That's right, and so, which was uh, wonderful. And I actually got an email from the Pet Finder Foundation oh. from a from a rep who was like, um, "Anything we can do to help with the podcast promoting Pet Finder in the future? Let us know." Can they tell the dogs and cats about the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, well, so the final thing I'll say here, Berto, is that in some ways, this is. I, <laughs> I've been telling people that people have been asking, you yeah. know, friends and colleagues like, oh, I couldn't make it, you know, how to, how to go. And I'm like, 
Um, well, I'm kind of glad you didn't because you would have been, you would have, someone had, would have had to go away, right. you know what I mean? And, uh, and they're friends. So it's right. like, you know, but anyway, uh, I've been telling people that it was kind of like a wedding because <laughs> like you were talking about at, at the bar afterwards, you're going around to the different mm-hmm. cliques and, and having conversations. That's what you do at a wedding, right? right? You, you have to make sure, you know, every, everyone is there for you and me. Right. Which sounds arrogant to say, but right. that's true. I mean, empirically, yeah. it yeah. was like, you know, it, they are coming to see us, you and me on stage. And right. so so wherever we go, people are ch- trying to talk with us and right. like eyes are on us. And, and, which, and Which was funny, too, because like when we were saying at, when the show was ended, we were saying, oh, we're going to go to a bar. I, I kept asking people if they were coming fully expecting them to say, no, I'm so sorry. I got plans or I, I got to go. But more than more often than not, the answer is like, yeah. Yeah. And then we're at the bar and it's like, oh, are you staying for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were there for, for like five hours. Yeah. It was it was pretty, yeah. pretty great. Because we were, we were there from like five to ten. Which is, that was what also tripped me up because we started the show so early. Yeah. But it was a big, like, it, we put a lot of energy into it. Yeah. By the time we got to the bar, I felt like it was like 10 o'clock. Yeah. And yet, I look and I'm like, whoa, it's five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... My bigger point here is that it was a, a I don't know how to say this. It, it was a huge moment for you and me. Yeah. Um, in our relationship. That's right. We committed. We made vows to each other in front of the judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been through a lot together. We've been on stage together in bands right. and we've done podcasts together. But it, when like right now, we're just in my office. There's no one around. Yeah. It's it. There's a certain uh, lack of intensity to a situation like that. But to you know go through to to depend there there's a certain i don't know what to say there's a certain friendship or intensity to a relationship when you need to depend on another human being on yeah. st- on stage yeah when you go through something intense where you have to prepare and then you have to like do it, it, it you can't quite imitate that in another way right. you, you just had to be there you had to go through it together yeah and i felt like when so I'm normally nervous about situations like that. Like I'm normally pretty shaky and sure. pretty uh, like I, in my head, I was like, okay, you're about to get on stage in front of, you know, a mm-hmm. bunch of people and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like the other thing I've been telling people is normally when, when I teach or when I give presentations or when I do the podcast, it's informational first. And if it happens to be entertaining, then great. Right. And I've always sort of pride, pride myself on uh pride, prided, prided, <laughs> I've always no. It's prided. I've prided myself. Yeah, I I have pride in the ability to sprinkle in entertainment. Yeah, among information. Um, But this was the first time where I set out to make it entertaining. Mm -hmm. And if it happens to be informational, then great. Right. And so that's why I broke it up into little five minute chunks, and I tried to make it like touching, but also funny. And we did crowd work the entire time. And so the entire time you and I are on stage, it was like improv. Like there was a rough outline, but like it was completely, most of what happened was unplanned. That's right. The moments, the, the off the cuff remarks, the blah, blah, blah. And to be looking to you and to bounce off of you in front mm-hmm. of a crowd of people and to have it go so well. Right. Like, I just remember thinking, this is going really well. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, there's not a moment 
here where I'm where I'm thinking that that didn't go well. pull up pull up <laughs> yeah I was just thinking this is going way better so in my head going into it I was like well you know if if half of this kind of lands then I'll right. say then I'll say I succeeded because what do I know about about it basically it was like a stand-up comedy show right <laughs> it was improv stand-up comedy for a bunch of people you know and I remember uh, while it was happening, I, I just thought like, man, this is just going so well. Like, and what a great thing that not only can I depend on Berto to be dependable, to, you know, do what needs to get done and he can depend on me, you know, cause we've right. done things with other people where you do something mm-hmm. and they, they just sort of crumble in the moment, you know, yes. or they just sort of like defer back to and you. And then you just have to pick up. And be, yeah. You know, like right. there's a, there's a, there's a lull in the moment and they're just like, well, I don't know, Kirk, like, what do you think? You know, right. they sort of panic and they throw the ball back at you, Yeah, but you never did that. You know, it was always like, if I, I could pass it off and you uh-huh. instantly <laughs> would know you just boom, like no wrinkle, no, no bumps in the road. Just, just fluid and you know right. working the crowd like you know i think i mean we've even though it wasn't live and you're right it's not aimed at entertainment first we have done the talking for years yeah. so i did get to lean on that you know i but, got to leverage that i feel this feels very familiar and comfortable right which is another point i want to make which is that strangely we've been preparing for a live mm-hmm improv entertainment slash kind of comedy right. uh, show since we started this whole That's thing. That's right. Like the, the, the repertoire and the, the knowing of another person, you know, someone right afterwards said, you guys are like Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and I, which I thought was a very timely reference, you know? Sure. But, and I thought that was so true. I, I, I didn't know what to say to that other than thank you. But after I thought about that later and I right. was just like, that's kind of true. You know, another, uh, we are as good as the famous album. Yeah. Stuff. But like, <laughs> that's what it felt like to me yeah. was just like the ability to riff and yeah. to, to make jokes and to, you know, work with the crowd and, you know, keep things moving and, and, how each of us have kind of like a persona, I guess, yep. and how it all fits together. And yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a, there's inside jokes and there's bounds and there's, but there's, but there were touching moments too, you know, very touching moments. I thought more. Yeah, I'm touching. sorry about that. I didn't mean to get so touchy, <laughs> <laughs> but the touching moments, I did not design the touching moments. Like I, afterwards I was like, Ooh, that was actually a serendipitous serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a design in the agenda in that it ends on a touching, it ends with a couple touching things. That's right. But that was not how I planned it. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I was like, Oh, that's kind of nice to end on a, on a heartfelt moment, you know? Well, one of the things, and I definitely leveraged this in the song, but not knowing like, seriously, you know me, I would write a song and play it in my, in my living room by myself. Right. So it's a bonus if there's a person there to listen, yeah. But I definitely knew that if you heard the show enough, you would get a ton of references. And so I was definitely hoping that that was going to be a thing because I was going to throw out the little like gripes of wrath or tough or bluff and things. And when, you, when you're in the audience and you're hearing someone just wrote a song and you can recognize these things, it, it's like an extra little Easter egg, right? Like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. And that was fun. And I felt that, that one of the reasons so many of those bits landed is because we were an audience we were with an audience that has listened 
and absorbed and liked a lot of the content. Right. And so it felt it felt familiar, but yeah. in a live twist. But right. the twist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. Another thing uh, along those lines that I don't know why it surprised me, but I was very pleasantly surprised, which was that people were laughing hard when you said things. Yeah. Like you would crack, you know, what I would consider to be like, you know, a mildly entertaining <laughs> a silly joke. crack. And people were, you know, laughing uh, loudly. But that's know? because you always cut me off and don't listen to my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, when I'm around you, it's not like I'm rolling on the floor right. when you do your, you know, like uh, frequent cracks. Right. Um, and vice versa, right? But and I get emails from people saying one way or the other about, right. about you. You know, some people love you, some people don't. And so, you know, uh, it's, I want names. <laughs> the people who don't like you are probably people who uh, aren't fans of the podcast. One and two. Um, well, really, I mean, just as a blanket statement, like if there are probably. Among podcast listeners, there's probably only a small percentage who like both of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you have to like the voice, the the politics, the approach, yeah. the the jokey format, right. the language. You know, you, you, there's a lot of things that have to come together. And so mm-hmm. um, so if someone doesn't like me, they're not going to email me and tell me that they're just going <laughs> to not listen. Yeah. But if someone likes me but they don't like you, then I'm going to get an email. You know what I right. mean? So anyway, my point is, is that – I had a rough estimate of how people generally respond to you um, as they're listening, mm-hmm. but I've never witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've I've always just been like, well, I you know I have a rough guess, but seeing it in the room, <laughs> both not only from the live event at Antioch, the Friday night, but also yeah. at Friday night uh, the d- the day before the live event, we did a live podcast in my living room. That one tripped me up because I was listening to it and I didn't remember the laughs. People were so I thought you added the laughs. <laughs> well, and you can't like, really hear the laughs because I didn't. I didn't mic the the. You can hear them. I mean, you, you can, can hear, hear them, them but yeah. but in the room it was much louder. Sure, yeah. And I realized after Friday and Saturday that there's a lot of listeners who think you're funny, <laughs> way funnier than I realized. You know what I mean? Deluded listeners, like like very. You know how like. I, I've experienced this myself in, in that, you know, I'm I'm a I'm I'm not as far down the spectrum as you are, but I I Wait, crack, what spectrum <laughs> I, I I crack wise, you know, yes. I, I'll I'll make jokes when I when I have the I have, when I have the impulse and I have the impulse a lot, yeah. and as an instructor, as a professor, I've always been that way, and I have and I teach uh, a a new batch of students almost every quarter. Mm. And so I've seen this progression every single quarter. I walk the first day of teaching class, especially if none of them know me, I'll make a couple wisecracks in the span of teaching for three hours and I'll get either no response or a slight chuckle from (laughs) one or two people by mid quarter. I could, I could crack wise about something really stupid. I could just make, I, I could just, emulate a joke as long as it had the inflection of a voice <laughs> of a joke the the room is on the floor because they're a friendly crowd at that point right yeah. at that point they know me they yeah. they sort of know when i'm 
going to make a mm-hmm. wise crack and it, it's all you know that's why when you go to see chris rock <laughs> um he all he has to do is walk out on the stage right. and you're already laughing which is what's got to be so difficult about being a stand-up comic being unknown right you walk right. out into a cold audience well and stand-up comics will say this like there's this huge stand-up comic in france there's mm-hmm. a podcast on this american life about him I he's think. a giant yeah he he's like he's like uh, Louis C.K. In, mm-hmm. in France. And as a challenge, he came to, to the States to try to, in English, <laughs> to become a stand-up comic oh, over wow. here. And he, and people did not respond to <laughs> it him. did not work. Yeah. And so there's this, there's this whole segment of the podcast where he's like, no one thinks I'm funny, but I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. You know? And, <laughs> and he's, but he's like, cause no one even knows me. Whereas I go to France, I can, I can do anything over there and they just laugh. Yeah. You know? Anyway. So that was, that was great to see that, that, that listeners, fans, not only just tolerate you, <laughs> but actually like fully enjoy you. You know what I mean? Like I, to see that was actually really great, you know, to, to see right. that love given to you. Cause I've always defended, you know, <laughs> this sounds like a back, back. <laughs> there have been people, you know, people who email and be like, okay, Kirk, you're great, but enough of that Birdo guy, you know, <laughs> like, like what's that guy, like his wise cracks and you know, like what's he doing? He's a lay person. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And so oh, sweet. now I know I've sent you some of those mean tweets. You have know you? what I mean? Yeah. I've sent you some. Okay. They must roll off my mean or yeah. my, uh, wise cracking back. Um, now, you also obviously get a lot of uh, very positive feedback as well, which I also send to you at times. But I know this sounds mean, but my point is is that um, I, I really had no idea how much the fans loved you. Like, seeing the crowd respond to you in more than they were to me, I thought. I, it, there were hey. times when I, when I was like, man, the crowd not only loves Berto, but they love him... 10 times more than they love me. Maybe the only ones that showed up are the ones that like me. <laughs> Maybe we would have had 10,000 people. And then when we went to the bar afterwards, it was the same kind of vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, I saw you going around from group to group and sometimes I would go with you yeah. and the crowd was just like enthralled with you. Like every, everything you did was just, everyone was just like, I want more of Birdo. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I tend to be pretty fun at, at parties and bars. <laughs> totally. And I've been to many of those parties yeah. and bars with you, yeah. but this was different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was way different. Fair you enough. know what I mean? Like the, the I love. even impressed Chong of all people. You know what Chong said to me? So Chong this, is so, my, yeah, this yeah. is an old friend. Old friend from college, and uh, we, we love each other, but man, we give each other a lot of crap, too. And he, towards the end of the night, he's like, you know, Umberto... I guess you're a little cooler than I thought. <laughs> um, Thank you, Chong. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to uh, just mention if, if you have anything more to say about the live podcast. Oh, man. I, I just, I guess the last thought I had was um, it, part of the thing that touched me, like in that good way touching, was that I, I've started this when you asked me to do it just from the perspective of, Sure, my friend wants to do the thing. He thinks it'll help his professional side, and I don't have anything better to do right now. Let's just do it. And then over the over the years, I kept doing it, and the the reason sort of morphed into uh, a combination of habit, and it's fun for me, like sort of selfishly. Like I like sitting here and just talking about topics that I like talking about. But the realization that that what we say and do helps people in some ways, 
And as I've mentioned before, I like to open up about my experiences and kind of thinking, oh, that might that might actually help some people or at least give them different perspectives. That's really great. Like that feels really. Did people great. vocalize that to you? Um, basically, it was it. I it was some some combination of, and I'm totally paraphrasing of, uh, of the appreciating of my being honest on the podcast and of like opening up so much. And then that was combined with, but how come you never reveal this, 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 this? <laughs> but, you know, like my, my whole thing is I like to talk about my past, my experiences, all my, you know, growing up, all these things, and be at least as open as I can, which is pretty open. But we both have know. boundaries. And, yeah, and- but, but because so many times growing up, I felt... I must be the only person that's going through this. I must be the only person that has to deal with this situation or this experience. And I think that's got to be such a common human thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people on the podcast, uh, not as obviously as much as you, but I've, I've, you're the, I always know I can throw whatever I have to throw and you will go with it. And sometimes you'll, when I don't even plan on you telling like a personal story, it'll veer in that direction. And to a fault. No. <laughs> you're like, you're like alien abductions. You know, I was once abducted by aliens. No, it's always fascinating stuff. I mean, uh, the, you've had a, you know, interesting rich life that the listeners and I enjoy hearing about. So, so yeah. Cool. Um, in conclusion, I just have a couple announcements to make. Uh, one is, is that uh, my, my a listener to the podcast and a, a friend of mine from preschool, her name's Diane. Uh, she's in the hospital, and uh, I, th- I, th- I don't, I, th- I hope she's okay. So if oh, you're listening okay. out there, Diane, I, I, this is a shout out to you. Uh, I'm sure by the time this is posted, I will have. Well, no, I'm going to post this tomorrow, so I might not know the status. But anyway, oh, I hope she's okay. Yeah, and uh, her family. Yeah, another uh, couple of things here is that. I know in the past couple of months, I don't know if anyone cares or notices, but I haven't had a lot of time for the podcast to do deep dives. Mm. Uh, you know, we do three episodes a week, and so that's already pretty time consuming. And deep dives require basically like a week or two of free time. Like right. I, any, any deep dive that I do, in all likelihood, I spent at least four four evenings mm-hmm. researching and writing and and you know thinking and blah blah blah. And and sometimes like a whole month of evenings, mm-hmm. you know. And so I haven't had a lot of time, you know. In December, I, I was uh, finishing up my book and publishing it, and and doing other things. And then January, I was um, preparing for the live show right. and everything like that. And so, uh, so uh, more deep dives are coming. Nice. And I'm already working on one on. OCD and another one. I love that band. Another one on Alex Jones. Do you know much about Alex Jones? <laughs> I mean, I know quite a bit because I both listened to the guy. Oh, you do in a researchy sort of okay. way. Maybe we should do that and, one. Uh, Maybe we should do that one together. Famous enemies with the Young Turks, and he's done some very infamous episodes uh, oh, okay. trying to expose cults well, and things. And, well, let's do that one together. Okay, would love to. Um, and also, before the show, I said to my so a long time people have been asking us to do oh so another point i want to make actually before i forget is that um you know you mentioned the sort of progression of why you did the podcast mm-hmm. well for the first couple years 
it was basically like doing it for a few people who randomly would come across it or a few friends who would mm, randomly come across right. it. It wasn't we didn't really have a fan base. I mean, there were some people. Yeah. But not a lot, you know what I mean? And then in the middle period, sort of like year year 1 to year 6, um I was pretty busy and so we wouldn't we would maybe meet like once a month or something and right. And we wouldn't put a lot of effort into the shows. You know, it was like a lot of tougher bluffs and a lot of just gabbing, which I really liked. And yeah. I think they're good episodes. But at the same time, uh, we weren't really attracting anyone. I think it was just it was still pretty uh, sparse in terms of the actual fans. Yeah. Um, and then it's really only been in the past two or three years um, that the I think the content has gotten a lot better and our fan base has really increased like exponentially every every month yeah and the numbers the are, growth since last year was big <laughs> right the growth since last year and the the growth from the year before that and really if you if i was i kept asking as people were coming to take pictures with us yeah i would one i would be like do you listen to the podcast because some people <laughs> they were just there randomly you know what i mean some people they get dragged like right. girlfriends or boyfriends drag their significant others right <laughs> and so i would ask do you listen to the podcast and and you know if they said yes i said how long and most of them it was like one or two years mm. so i think i think if you and when i sent that uh survey out to all the patrons yeah um surprisingly to me i thought because uh, I because I would have thought if you're a patron, you've been a fan for a long time, but it's actually not true. I think most of the true fans of the podcast discovered us really m with probably average like a year and a half. And, you know, statistically, that only makes sense because picture what it takes for you to randomly discover a podcast. Yeah. It, and for you to be the kind of person that's going to really love that podcast. Yeah. When the podcast is not well known and it's just like some random bubble up in a search or a recommend or something, it, it, the odds are low that you're going to be like the affinity is going to be high there. But as the podcast gets a little more popular, maybe the rankings get a little higher, maybe the search results get a little better. It's more likely that you're going to have that matching between the kind of person that would like that yeah. and that content. Yeah. So that, that sort of makes sense. And we have 670 odd episodes of different titles that mm. people will search, you know, they yeah. search for Game of Thrones or they, That's right. they search for eating disorders or something and the more likelihood that they'll land to one of us and then the more pe Anyway, this isn't yeah. just a conversation. But anyway, the point is, is that... Um, Most I, of our, our hardcore listeners are recent. Right. And I think it's, as you were talking about your enjoyment or sort of your mission or the reason why you would come over here and do this, you know, every now and then... I was thinking about it for myself and I was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting because, you know, in the past few years, past, especially since we became, pay, you know, on Patreon, which would have been uh, two and two years, two months ago or something. Um, this podcast has really become like a major part of my life, <laughs> you know, it's way more so than in the past. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so the last thing I want to say is that, uh, Throughout the time, fans have been saying you should do a live show, and I've sort of toyed with it, you know. Mm. And and every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a live. We're going to do a live podcast. Like probably a few years ago, I was like, okay, <laughs> we're going to do a live podcast. And and we've done live podcasts for students and friends and stuff, uh -huh. ne never for random people. And uh, what like we did this past weekend. And I every time I would set out to plan it, I would run into some kind of barrier, like. 
I'm pretty sure no one's going to come or <laughs> where do I do it? Yeah. Or why would I do it? You know, like what's the, I would be putting myself out there, you know, how embarrassing would it be if only a couple people showed up? And, <laughs> and so, so, um, but then about like six months ago, it just occurred to me like, why not do it at Antioch? Mm, you know, because, because right. if I do it at Antioch, they can kind of, uh, glom on to some of the publicity a little mm, bit, you right. know, and I'll get like a, a free facility yep. and an easy to find fa- facility that was locked by the way. That was wonderful. But, um, but the room was great. Yeah. And you went to the old one, which completely freaked me <laughs> out. But anyway, um, and so I decided to do it and I, and in my head I said, look, if this, if this fails or if only 20 people come, I just won't do it again. You know, or I'll wait another few years and I'll revisit this whole idea. But I said to myself, if you know, if a good crowd comes, let's do it again. Yeah, if, you they, know? if they come, we will build it. <laughs> right. And boy, did people come. Yep. So we're definitely going to do another one monthly, twice a month. <laughs> no. <laughs> and 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 I've said to myself, as long as people come, I'll keep doing more. Yeah. So we'll do another one, and if people come to that one, then we'll then we'll do another one. But if no one comes to this next one, no bit, no harm, no foul. No it's, harm, no foul. Yeah. We'll just you know, I'll just be like, okay, no big deal. So what I was thinking, Berto, this is the first time bringing this up to you. Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Is there a natural next moment of doing a live show? Do you think a natural next moment? Like what makes sense of when we would do the next I mean, moment. there's certainly yearly, but there could be also a when we started the podcast. Yeah, right. That's what I thought. Yeah, which is June or something? August. August. Okay. So August will be our 10-year anniversary. <gasps> what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's right. August would be the 10th. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. a big deal. The other, the other milestone would be when we reach 1,000 episodes. Which would which will probably be in a few years, a couple of years, but in the meantime, so maybe like the next one is the ten year, and then the next one will be the thousandth. Why are we slacking so much? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so I'm, we're announcing it now that it's a tentative schedule. Tentative that, ten year anniversary, but, but pretty sure that we'll do it in August. So, so it may or may not be our ten year anniversary in August. Yeah, <laughs> and. I was also thinking that we could do something kind of interesting about that. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Just something a little bit bigger and sure. different, you know, than, than what we did this last time. I don't know. Well, yeah. So I, I'm going to start cooking the brain. Cooking the brain. Cooking the brain on some meth. So uh, August 2018, 10-year anniversary Ten year. show. Woo! So let's do it. That does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks so much for coming, everyone who came this past weekend. You really, you really made us feel special and honored, and I, it just gives me so much more motivation to do this thing. Totally, because uh, we at least know that they're listening. <laughs> please take care of yourself, because you deserve it.